What is up? Thank you so much for joining us for the Ablaze JY message of the week. I hope and pray that you're inspired and encouraged. And now let's jump into the message. Stoked that you are with us. If you haven't been with us the past couple weeks, we've been talking about the theme, the subject, the topic of real. And I thought I was done last week, so I apologize that we're not done. I felt like we had just a little bit more. The first week, uh, you know, we talked about real, then it was more real, then it was keep it real. And then tonight, it's going to be bonus real, because that's just the creative title that I got for you. I'm sorry. It's just, it is what it is. That's what you get. Bonus real. Um, the whole point, if you need to be caught up to speed as to what we've been talking about, the point is that God wants a real relationship with you. Amen. He doesn't want this just to be a theme or an idea or a concept or just this tradition. God is a real God that wants a real relationship with you. Amen? He wants to be the person that you talk to. He wants to be the person that helps you. He wants to literally be your God. He wants to be God in your life. You know, there's a quote from Gandhi that's super good. It said, in order for God to be God, he must rule the heart and then transform it meaning it has to be something that is true to you. It actually affects your being. It affects the way you live your life, and that's what God wants for you. He wants to affect the way you live your life. Amen? So tonight, the scripture that we're going to start with to kind of jumpstart into bonus real is over in the book of Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34 out of the NLT. Just about nine verses for you, so bear with me. It says, this is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So if you guys will bow your heads, let's get our hearts ready to receive from this message. God, we are so excited to be here with you today. We thank you for this moment, this time, these, these minutes that we have together. We are setting our heart upon you, Lord. We are actively seeking your wisdom, your guidance tonight, and your inspiration, your encouragement. Whatever you got for us, Lord, we are here with open hearts and open minds, ready to get what you have, because we want a real relationship with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So with this scripture, with this, this verse that I've, brought out to you, I kept thinking about the birds and the birds that were being talked about in this, in this message. And yeah, you can go ahead and bring that up. The birds that were being talked about in this message. And I, and I was just so like, you know, caught up in the idea of these birds. And these birds were talked about because they didn't worry about anything. They recognized that, hey, we are God's creation and God is going to provide with what we need. Now I get it. There's some differences between us and birds, right? I mean, we don't have wings or beaks or 
feathers and all that jazz, and birds do not have fingers and toes and lips and fingertips and all those weird things. <laughs> It'd be so weird to see a bird with lips, you know what I'm saying? I guess maybe there, are, there might be some birds. I don't know. Do some birds have lips? One bird, possibly? I did buy McDonald's. We got some McDonald's for the illustration tonight, and I'm about to get there. It's about to happen. So as you will see here in just a moment, I was thinking about the birds, and I was thinking about how the birds had so much provision in their life, but they don't think about where the food and where the resources come from because they know God provides for them. And much like these birds, there are also baby birds, correct? With birds comes baby birds. But then baby birds start to rely on mama and daddy bird because mama and daddy bird know where the food comes from. The baby birds don't know yet. And I started to think about us as Christians. Sometimes we are baby birds. We start out as baby birds and, you know, we come into this world not knowing where our provision comes from. So we look to others to bring us provision. Who likes chicken nuggets? Everyone? Does everyone like chicken nuggets? Who does not like chicken nuggets? No one in here? Who would like to be a volunteer? I feel like I've got a lot here. All right, not everyone jumping at once. All right, Bugs, you come on down. You'll be a volunteer number one. I need another volunteer. I need one more volunteer. Uh, All right, Alex, you come on down. You come on down. All right, so stand over here. All right, so we have provision for you. And, I, and I, every week I try to bring you something good from the word of God. And sometimes it, it's really at a place to where I just hand it to you and it is what it is. It's a chicken nugget and I want to give it to you. And I hope that it, it brings you peace and it brings you joy. You can go ahead and take a bite of it. I hope it's beautiful. I hope it's amazing. I bought these about two hours ago <laughs> and I kept them in the warmer. So hopefully they're okay. And other times, much like a mama and daddy bird, I got to like take a couple bites and chew on things for myself and get revelation from the word of God and figure out for me, what does this mean for you guys? And I gotta, I gotta get it ready for you because maybe you quite don't have the revelation yet of where this comes from. Yeah. And then I bring it to you <laughs> and I say, hey, This has all the resources and the goodness that that nugget has, but I had to break it down for you because you weren't quite ready for the nugget yet. And so I bring it to you baby birds and I say, yo, you gotta have this nugget and I put it into your mouth. I'm not actually gonna make you eat this. Don't worry about that. But I just wanted to do this to show you what happens with baby birds, you know, because mom and daddy birds, they got to break up this stuff to feed those baby birds because the birds aren't ready yet. They aren't ready for the stuff that's outside of the nest. So they got to bring them this. They got to start here. Oh, I just spit a little bit of chicken nugget out that was left up in my mouth. I apologize for that. That's on the table there. That's for you guys later. Anyway, uh, (laughs) so there's a little bit of chicken nugget here that we got to break down and get you guys ready for. But eventually you want to get to a place to where I can hand you a whole nugget And hopefully there's weeks where you're like, I get it, I understand, I'm there, I'm receiving that nugget. But really where I want you to get, and hopefully tonight I want you to realize, is that you are capable, just as much as I am, to go to the source of these nuggets. I went to McDonald's, I did the work, I grabbed a 20-piece nugget, I bought it because I knew where it came from. I went to McDonald's and I got it and I brought it here. Much like me coming to you with a message from the Lord, I went to the word and I said, God, what do we need to talk about today? Or what do I need to get for myself today? Or whatever. I went to the source and I said, I need to get something today. 
So we got to get to that place. You can eat that now if you'd like. You're more than welcome to have it. Thank you so much for your, your cooperation today. Thank you. Hold, hold on, hold on. I have got plenty of nuggets for, for anybody and everybody that would, that would like a nugget. You can come up and get a nugget right now if you'd like. I probably would not recommend this half-eaten one that I've had. Um, but if you'd like a nugget, you can come get one or two. If not, I know I probably grossed out a couple of you by eating half a nugget and spitting it out on this plate. But you're welcome to, to not do that. So I hope that from that illustration, you see what happens for big birds that are helping out little birds because they know where their provision comes from. They know what's out there beyond the nest, but eventually those baby birds have got to get out of the nest to get ready to get what's out there for themselves. Amen? But the only way that they know that is to get out of the nest and have a real relationship with God. You've got to have a real relationship to, with God to be able to go into his word and say, what do I need to get from you? What is in your word for me today? What, what, what are you trying to talk to me about? What are you trying to teach me about? God wants to take you from weird alien baby bird to full-fledged eagle, you know? He wants you to get out there and get the meat. He wants you to get out there and get the good stuff. He doesn't want you to sit here and eat this nugget mush. I can tell you all about how God loves you and he wants to help you and he wants to prosper you, but if you don't get in there and dig in the word for yourself, it's not gonna mean a whole lot to you because that's the best revelation is when, when you hear from God on your own, it says over here in 11, uh, Hebrews eleven six, and without faith, it is impossible to please him for whoever draws near to God and believes he exists, he rewards those who seek him. We gotta get out of the nest. We gotta get out of our comfort zone. We gotta get out of what, what doesn't feel uh, normal or whatever, however you wanna look at it. You gotta get to a place where you're saying, I'm willing to step out and figure out what this means for me. I don't want it chewed up for me all the time. Now, I'm not saying that, that church is not good because church is great and I wanna come bring you nuggets all the time and I think that, that you should get a nugget on Sunday. You should get a nugget on Wednesday, but is that all the nugget you're getting? God wants you to get nuggets on Tuesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Monday and Tuesday again. You know, he wants the whole week, he wants to be a part of your life. Think about those baby birds, if their only relationship and their only sustenance came from mom and dad, how empty their life might be because it's not like they're truly living from the source your relationship with God should not be my relationship with God. Your relationship with God should not be your parents' relationship with God. Your relationship with God should not be your friend's relationship with God. Your relationship with God should be your relationship with God. It says that those that believe he exists draw near to him and he rewards those who seek him. And then when we talk about God bringing rewards, we're not really necessarily saying that, you know, you are getting accolades because of, you know, you're doing this and that makes you awesome or anything like that, or you get like a trophy or whatever. No, God's just saying, hey, if you want something from me, I've got it out here ready to give you. But my hand is open to you, but you gotta want it. God's a gentleman. He wants permission from you. He's not gonna force himself upon you. That's called assault, <laughs> God is a God of consent. Amen? He's a gentleman. 
God died to give you an amazing abundant life, but, but you gotta want the abundant life for yourself. I get no abundant life if I just get it through Nomad all the time. If I only get the abundant life when I'm standing next to Nomad, that's a problem. That's not abundant, that's partial. <laughs> that's sometimes, that's rare. That's minuscule life, not, not to demean Nomad. He's great and he's awesome, but I'm not with Nomad all the time. You're not with me all the time. But God, God is with you all the time, ready to, to hang out with you, ready to go through life with you. See, that's the thing that, that, that I think people have a hard time wrapping their heads around. They think of God as just like this dude up in the clouds and up in the skies and he has nothing to do. He wants, he's with you right now in this room. He's hanging out. He lives on the inside of you, wanting to help you, wanting to lead you and to guide you. You nudge in your heart when you feel like you're about to do something wrong or sometimes when you feel like you're about to do something right, that's God saying, yes, or no. We weren't meant to go through this life alone. We weren't meant to do it without him. I don't know why I'm stuck on that. I just don't want you guys to, to lose that. I don't want you guys to miss that, that, that point right there is that you, even if you feel like you're alone, even if you feel like nobody understands, if you feel like no one gets it, God gets it. God understands. He's the creator of all things. He knows how to navigate your situations. This is not my notes at all, but, but I'm, I think about that, that, that time with, with the disciples on the boat in the water and the storm started going crazy and the disciples were like freaking out and they went to Jesus and like, we don't know what to do, we're all gonna die. And Jesus said, shh, <laughs> to the storm. And he got them safely to the other side. Jesus wants to shush your storms. Jesus wants to provide sustenance for your life. He wants to give you healing. He wants to give you wholeness. He wants to give you peace. But you only get it if you grab a hold of it for yourself. We, we talked about these scriptures a couple times over the past couple weeks, but I really want to hit them home to you. Romans 10, 17, it says, Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. There's all these things vying for our time and vying for our mind and our attention. And the word of God is meant to be a filter. When these things, when these thoughts come against us that, that says that we're less than nothing or, or, or we're, we're ugly or we're awful or that we're sick or that we're hurting, we're supposed to line that up with God's word and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ephesians 2.10 says I'm a masterpiece and that I'm made awesome in his sight. The book of Isaiah says that he was wounded for my transgressions, that, I, that he took all disease upon him so I didn't have to. The book of Mark says that if God is for me, who can be against me? We're supposed to take those thoughts. We're supposed to take those things that, that, that contradict what we even want for ourselves and we line up with the word of God. We filter it in that. When you filter it, when you bring it through the word of God, that's where your faith can come from. That's where your relationship can get stronger. The book of James, and I, I can't get away from this one, chapter one, verses 22 through 25, it says, don't just listen to God's word, do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. 
If you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, forget what you look like, but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free and then you do what it says, don't forget what you heard. God will bless you for doing it. I can give you suggestions and I can lead you into the truth, but Jesus, the word, that's the only thing that's gonna set you free. The word of God, the Bible, Jesus, he's meant to be a mirror for ourselves to look at and say, whoa, I got some things I got to work on. Let's bounce some things off each other. Let's talk. Let's figure this out together. Remember when we look at the mirror and we see a booger hanging out of our nose, we don't just leave it there, right? We got a chicken nugget stuck in our teeth. We don't leave it dangling there. We get it out. And then we also get mad that someone didn't tell us. <laughs> like, nomad, what the heck, bro? I got a dangler out my nose. You didn't help me out. I had to wait till I got to the mirror. That was the end of the day, man. I don't know. Maybe not that day. <laughs> the word is meant to be there for us. I mean, how many times do you guys look at yourself in the mirror before you leave the house? On average, I would say you do it at least two to three times. Probably when you first wake up, maybe right when you get out of the shower, and then possibly right when you get dressed or after you get dressed, maybe before you get leave the house. Three to four times, maybe. And every time you look in the mirror, more than likely, there's something that you fix about yourself. Whether it's small or big, or you're checking to see if there is something you need to fix about yourself. Am I wrong? The word of God is to help us check ourselves. We're meant to check ourselves with the word of God. And that's not to hurt us. That's not to condemn us. That's not to, to, to hate on us. Jesus said he came into this world not to condemn us, not to judge us, but to rescue us, to pull the booger out of our nose, not to hate on us for the booger in our nose. We're all susceptible to boogers in our nose. All you perfect people out there with no boogers in your nose. I see you over there. You're like, this guy's talking about boogers a lot. What the heck? This guy's got a booger problem. You got a booger problem. Matthew 6, 33, what we started with, it said, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. And it said, but live righteously. And what's amazing is righteousness cannot be taken away from you. There's nothing you can do to rid you of your righteousness. As long as you accept it as a truth for your life and you say, Yoah, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to walk in my righteousness today by faith. I might mess up, I might screw up, but I'm righteous. That's who I am. Because over in the book of John 15, 3, it says, you are already clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Verse 4 says, abide in me and I in you. The word abide, out of one translation, it says, live in life union with me. Be in a relationship with me. Be in a relationship with my word. Be in a relationship with the fact that you are righteous. Make that a truth about yourself. That when you go to the word of God, you come to him and say, God, you made me righteous. 
when I come to this word, I'm going to hear from you today. I'm going to look in my mirror today. Let's talk about some stuff today. And I'm going to seek your face today. And I'm going to get everything that you got for me today. And then not only that, but I'm also going to help people from what you helped me with today. Because that's ultimately what we're here to do. We're ultimately supposed to help people by living out our relationship with God. So maybe there are people in this room tonight and you're like, you know what, I'm good. You know, I, I've got this real relationship. I don't have to worry about, I, my parents, they're good, but me, I, I'm, I'm good too. <laughs> I'm here on my own choice. I wanna be here. This is what I do. I live this. Guy, you're speaking everything I already do. Awesome. Now go live it out. Because like two weeks ago, we talked about how faith without action is dead. If your faith is real, if your faith is real, if your relationship with God is real, people are going to see it on your life. We're meant to lead people into the truth. Like me and my wife, we have a real relationship. There's no doubt that we are in relationship together. The, the fruits of our life show that we're in relationship with one another. I'm kind, I'm supportive. We have children together. We've built a life together. There's a realness that not only just is between us that everyone sees. Your relationship with God, everyone should see. Let it be real. Abide in him. Let him abide in you. He doesn't want to leave you in the nest. He wants you to get out of the nest and seek after him. Don't let your parents seek for you. Don't let your friends seek for you. Don't let me be the only one that seeks for you. Because I'm here, I'm seeking for you. I'm bringing you nuggets. But you're meant to get out there and seek for yourself. You're capable. You're called. You're appointed. Everything that you need to get out there, God's already given it to you. You're already made clean because of the word he spoke over you. Amen. If you guys will bow your heads, I want to pray for you. Father God, I just thank you so much for this amazing time that we've had together. I pray that this real relationship that we've been talking about is something that's manifested within all of us, Father God, that whatever walk of life, whatever journey that we are on with you, Lord, that you are showing us how to make you more real, for us. That you're encouraging us to step out and do some things to grow in our relationship with you. How can we talk to you more? How can we check ourselves here and there? You're bringing word back to our remembrance as we go about our day, God. You're encouraging us to start with a scripture a day. You're encouraging us to just try to talk to you today. Whatever it looks like for each and every single one of us, God, I pray that you're revealing yourself to us now. That you're tugging on our hearts. That you're leading us into this relationship with you. That you're showing us that we can trust you with our life that we can take the leap of faith and get out of the nest for ourselves to enter into a relationship with you. We thank you for that. 
If everyone will just repeat this prayer after me, I feel like this is where we need to go tonight. Father God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for the sacrifice that he made for my life. Jesus, I accept you as my Savior and the Lord of my life. I will seek you for myself. I will trust in you and only you. My relationship with you will be my own. In your name I pray. Amen. Once again, I am so glad that you joined us for the message of the week. If you'd like to join us in person, we meet every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Ablaze Youth. Follow us at We Are Ablaze.